We are live. Thank you for joining us today, everyone. My name is Ashley. And my name is Steph. You are listening to Baking to the B-Movies on whatever podcasting platform you're <laughs> listening to this on. <laughs> Steph, have you ever done a podcast before? No, this would be the first one. Same. I, <laughs> so we're going to, this is going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, for those of you who don't know what a B-Movie is, it is a low-budget Usually pretty terrible. I, I don't think I've seen too many good B-movies. They're, you know, I mean, they've definitely been getting better uh, as the years have been going on. With, I would imagine, you know... Um, special effects. Special and, effects, yeah. Things yeah. Like that. I, I just, I feel like you're being very generous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've seen quite a few movies. And um, you generally, have. like, the thing about B-movies is that it doesn't matter how bad they are because it's still good. Like, you can watch a movie, and it could be absolute garbage, but it's still <laughs> entertaining to watch. Like, most of the movies that I watch of the low-budget genre are just, it's awful acting. It, like, I hate watch them. I enjoy hate watching them. <laughs> I love a good hate watch. <laughs> yeah, and then you don't have to really even pay attention to it, because you can just banter back and forth about this movie, and... um it's still fun. Like, well, it's still a good time. And and I I feel like too the thing about B movies is that you know and I and I I feel like we should kind of preface this before we jump right into what we're about to talk about is you know B movies are someone's like earnest endeavor. It's like a dream. Like someone's like I make like this is a passion project. I'm making this because I want to because this is a vision that I have. And they usually pour everything into it and it's not that we you know we're recording this not that we hate anyone involved we don't dislike any of the people and well no, i might dislike a few people involved but <laughs> we don't dislike any of the people involved it's just we are going to shit on their broken dreams and who doesn't love to do that but i find that with b movies um because it's such an earnest effort it's usually more fun to watch than like a big budget horror movie that's terrible agreed um that someone just kind of threw a bunch of money at and people are just there for the paycheck and it's usually just abysmal yeah <laughs> we'll get into some of those too i'm definitely. sure definitely and you know don't think of uh b movies as necessarily being bad because there are also c and d movies <laughs> So, Which we're going to avoid those because I just have I have neither I mean, the time or the patience. But. I mean, have you ever like have you ever seen a movie, Ashley, uh, that you would consider a D a D movie? Uh, I feel like Birdemic is right up there. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a, that's a V movie, a T movie, perhaps? It's like really fun, a Z um, movie. I would have to go with probably Mr. Jingles. That was a hundred percent D. Minus. <laughs> oh, Mr. Jingles. That was <laughs> that was shot on somebody's, you know, Canon Power Shot. I I did watch <laughs> I did Camera. watch a movie. I did watch a movie that was made locally. For those of you who who are not familiar with uh, with Steph and I, we are from New England. So if you get a little bit of the accent, if you're wondering what region we're in, there there you go. We are Northeast Massachusetts trash. <laughs> um. But I feel like uh, there's this movie that was made around here. It's called Lichen Colony. And it's, you know, it's, again, it's somebody's earnest endeavor. And it's 
it's a Z movie. It's <laughs> it's shot on like a phone, but like a flip phone. Like right, like not so like not bad. like the new fangled phones. Right, right. Not that like, have like yeah, three cameras. Not like the new iPhones that catch like the dimensions and can shoot in 3D and stuff. By the way, we are not sponsored by iPhone, but uh, we will take that endorsement if they'd like to throw that our way. <laughs> um, but the other part of this podcast is, uh, you know, hence the title Baking to the B Movies. Steph and I also like to, to cook. We like to bake. We are pretty uh, proficient in the kitchen would you say would you say we're pretty good in the kitchen um yes yeah um yeah baking wasn't uh well baking's not really my thing that's more of a you thing yeah um you're more of like a like a cook cooking, like i like cooking, baking you like cooking yeah. yeah and and we're both pretty pretty good at each um and we're also very good at eating that yes well. yeah. <laughs> and uh we decided to combine our love of bad movies and our love of like you know, making things to eat, making different kinds of food by making recipes that are inspired by the movies that we are going to be talking about and reviewing at length today. Um, and today's I'm really excited for. And I feel like this is I feel like this movie is the perfect way to kick off this podcast, because I think this is one of the first movies that we watched when we became friends. Right. Uh, approximately 20 years ago. I mean, we've been friends for a very a very long time um and this movie uh we we discovered this movie when i was working at now for those of, for those of you who are under the age of 30 um there there was this place called blockbuster video <laughs> <laughs> where you could go and you could rent a dvd now if you're not familiar with a dvd go and find an older sibling go and find a parent's digital video disc and uh you know uh, movies came on discs and when i first started working at blockbuster they had dvds but they were phasing out vhs now if you are not familiar with vhs go and find a grandparent (laughs) (laughs) they will tell you what a vhs is yeah there was this like huge device that you would put this it's basically like a large cassette tape. For those of you who don't know what cassette tapes are, <laughs> go and find your great grandparents, <laughs> sit them down, and ask about that. But uh, you you came in to visit me at work one night, and you had our mutual friends Sean, I think Holly was with us, who I'm hoping that we can get them in as guests on this podcast someday because we have a lot of good memories with a lot of bad movies. Um, and you came in and, you know, you guys were looking for something to watch for when I got out of work. I think we were going to hang out at your house and Dead End was under new releases. And, uh, we rented that and we watched it. And I think we rented it a second time to make sure that we all were like on the same page with what we had just seen. (laughs) No, actually. So this movie, you're getting it twisted. (laughs) So actually this movie, yes, we did. We're like, oh, let's rent this, whatever. And... uh, Every time we went back to the movie store, to Blockbuster, <laughs> Ashley, specifically Ashley, me. Wanted, to, wanted to rent this movie literally over and over it's and over so and over insane. again. She loves it. I love this movie. Don't understand why, but she does. Well, we are, we are going to get into it. We are going to get into why I love this movie, because this movie is essentially a time capsule. When you watch this movie, you know, one of my favorite things about certain horror movies, um, even like the the more like acclaimed ones, you know, like Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, you, you watch them. It's like all right, 80s, like 80s movie it takes you back to that that time and that place in the 80s. If you were old enough to remember it, like, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember that style. I remember that music. Like, I remember those those posters in my room. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about this movie is that it is a time capsule from 
a, like a, a decade that was pretty awful. It was a pretty terrible decade. The early early two thousands, like Y two K, not about two two thousand three. Yeah, it was. Um, it it's bad. Like I look back, <laughs> I you know I I look back at this movie and I'm like ah I remember having a discman, you know. <laughs> I remember I remember what that was like. Right? And and the music that they talk about in the movie, um, they they name drop Marilyn Manson but I don't think they had the authority to use any of his music, which makes it even funnier that like they're talking about how Marilyn Manson is like the hip thing that all the kids are listening to, but they have like generic, (laughs) generic rock music, like generic rock music that you can't quite place. But yeah, I remember Discman's. Um, I remember when that, that scene that we'll talk about where the brother goes into the woods and he carries his pornography in his pocket in the form of a like a poster yeah that was a thing yeah he, that tapes, he tapes it to the tree <laughs> with his gum with like, his, does, <laughs> it's not tapes it yeah he uses his gum that's right Forget but, that one. but the movie the movie that we're gonna kick off with uh with today is is dead end steph had said that this is a 2003 movie now for those of you who were not around in 2003 <laughs> go go again go and find a grandparent <laughs> they'll tell you about it um, it stars, it, that's the other thing too about this movie is it's a B movie, but the, the cast is actually, well, a couple of the cast members have actually gone on to do, well, they've either like already done pretty impressive work or they went on to do impressive work. So it's kind of yeah, interesting to see Some of them it. have had like really long careers, like 40 years, yes. working 40 years. It, it's plus. insane. It's um, Ray, Ray Weiss being the, he was like the headliner in this movie. He plays the father, uh, Many of you know him from Twin Peaks. Uh, he's made multiple appearances in my mother's daytime soap operas. Has he? Uh, he has. I didn't know he was in My that. mom is or big in, on uh, The Young and the Restless, I think, is like her favorite. And he, he was on that a couple of times because I remember like stopping by her house, you know, during a lunch break at work and she'd have it on and he would pop up on the screen. I'd be like, is that the dad from Dead End? <laughs> not, not the guy from Twin Peaks no. or Jeepers Creepers 2, which is another terrible movie that I'd love to talk about someday. Mm. But I'm like, no, that's, that's the dad from Dead End. And he's on The Young and the Restless. But his career is very impressive. Uh, we have Lynn Shay, uh, notably from Insidious. The entire Insidious series, right. to be exact. Um, literally, you could stack a pile of thousands upon thousands of movies. You just put it in a pile. You could throw a rock at it. Whatever movie that rock hits, she's been in. It's... She's li- literally been in anything or everything. And then she really hit it big when she got the this, role this in role? Insidious. <laughs> Well, no, not this, this role, this role. <laughs> but like the role in Insidious, and then went on with all of the Insidiouses, and um... she was also a flight attendant in Snakes on a Plane, and she was she That's was right. because when she popped up on screen, you know what I said? It's the mom from Dead End, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, oh, we have Mick Kane who <laughs> dragged me to hell, made an appearance in Drag Me to Hell. Uh, we have Alexandria or Alexandra Holden. Who was in Drop Dead Gorgeous and The Hot Chick? Uh, yes, more notably, notably The Hot Chick, which is also an excellent movie. <laughs> Rob Schneider is a stapler. <laughs> right. And uh, and then we have Amber Smith, who is a former model for a beer company. You know. Yeah, yeah, she did mostly modeling. I don't. I think she's been in a couple other movies. Yeah, but I don't think she really did too much after this. Cute. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like after seeing yourself in this, you're probably gonna be like, I'm gonna bow out of 
of acting for a while. <laughs> um, the recipe for this movie we will get into a little bit later on. Um, we'll probably do like a taste test live on air. So you can either voice your... This, this is a recipe I put together. I brought it to where we are recording this right now. And uh, we'll, we'll get your reaction on air. It'll either be one of delight or disgust. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Steph, do you want to talk about the premise of this movie? What What was this, like, this movie in a nutshell, what is it about? Uh, it's basically about a dysfunctional family. Uh, they're going, they're driving. It actually starts off, they're all in the car. And I'm pretty sure, like, the entire, the entire premise, they're basically in a car. It's a very claustrophobic movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they are driving to the mother's mother. So, like the grandmother. They're driving to the grandmother's house, and it's Christmas Eve. Um, and basically, so is this, they, is this a Christmas movie like Die Hard? I would. <laughs> Does this count? Does this I, count I, as Christmas I, movie? I wouldn't. I wouldn't count this as a Christmas movie because I think when I when I first saw it, that completely went over my head. <laughs> like you, you didn't know it was Christmas. They meant they do mention it, but yeah. there's nothing in it that entails that it's specifically Christmas. Like, there's no decorations because they're just on a road in the there's middle snow. of nowhere. Yeah, there's snow or anything. Uh, right, exactly. Like, it's not like Gremlins, which is also a great Christmas movie. <laughs> it is a fantastic Christmas but movie. But in that movie, like, obviously, all the houses are decorated with lights and Christmas trees and things like that. This one, not so much. It just takes place on Christmas Eve. And they mention it, like, once yeah. in passing. So anyways, yeah. So it's a dysfunctional family. It's two, you know, the two parents... And two kids, um, a son and a daughter. And they're driving to the grandmother's house for Christmas Eve dinner. And um, just things happen to go awry on this road, literally in the middle of nowhere. And that's pretty much <laughs> that's, that's, that's the premise. That's the whole movie. That that's the whole, whole movie. movie. It's, um, I had said, it's, it's a very claustrophobic movie in that it's filmed in just a couple of locations. It's it's predominantly in this car. It's in, like, the station wagon, mm. um, which, you know, ten minutes into it, you're like, Jesus Christ, like, get me out of this car. And, and a big part of that is, and this is another thing, too, that's interesting about the movie, is that, you know, every every horror movie has that hero that you're supposed to be rooting for or the hero that you're like all right they got to make it out of here alive or they got to like kill the killer you are literally three minutes into the opening scene of this movie and you are rooting for whatever force is going to <laughs> they yeah, are you're they not are... rooting for anybody in this family <laughs> this this i entire... mean you start, to, to, you start to towards the end I, well, I think, I think you do. Well, the thing is, like, you know, Ray Weiss has that moment where he's like, you know, he's trying to be like the the doting protective dad. Mm -hmm. And then he has a couple of drinks in him and he turns into like a abusive, <laughs> like abusive uh, domestic violence perpetrator. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you're like, oh, well, so much for that. Like, I guess I'm not rooting for him anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it's this family that is traveling. They have a near accident because Ray Weiss. And that was the thing, too, that kind of blew my mind is that they hadn't even reached the in-laws yet. So I'm assuming that they had left relatively early. It's Christmas Eve. They're going to the in-laws for Christmas Eve. He falls asleep at the wheel. It's like, what time is it? How are you falling asleep this early, my dude? Like, how are you, how is this happening? And they have a near accident, and then they are hunted down by this, I a force, I guess. But, I mean, we're going to get into that, what the force actually is. Because it, it's, basically, they're chased by a hearse. There's a hearse that's kind of following yeah. They kind of just, it just, it's just referred to as, like, the black. 
car. The black car. Something to that extent, anyway. But it looked like a Rolls Royce or something <laughs> to me. But yeah, it's very hearse-like. Does Rolls Royce make hearses? I do not think so. <laughs> I thought it was. I could have sworn it was a hearse. But yeah, it's it's. it's, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> am I really gonna have to watch it again? Am I gonna have to sit there <laughs> and watch this again? <laughs> but um, you know that. Every everybody in this family, and it should be mentioned too that it's it's the mother, the father, the brother, and the sister, and the sister's boyfriend oh, yes. is with them as well. And even he is just Terrible. immeasurably unlikable. <laughs> There's just Completely no unlikable. no redeeming qualities. And what's great is that you know this movie being as claustrophobic as it is, you know it's it's eighty four minutes long, eighty three or eighty four minutes long, and the director attempts to cram as much story as he can into that period of time where it just gets so convoluted and over the top and it just makes it feel even worse because everyone is just crammed into this car. Like, there's infidelity. Um, there's confessions of infidelity in, in between murders, which is kind of kind of interesting. I feel like if I was, you know, if I was involved in a situation where I'm on a road trip with my family and some, you know, Maleficent... Wait, is Maleficent... What's the word I'm thinking of? Not Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> Maleficent is a Disney villain. Um, um, <laughs> malevolent. Malevolent, malevolent, thank you. We're not going to cut that because that's hilarious and I just mixed up the two. Um, <laughs> malevolent. <laughs> malevolent. Malevolent force is is chasing you down. I don't feel like my first instinct would be to turn to like my partner and be like, by the way, these kids aren't yours. <laughs> well, that starts happening when she goes crazy. I guess. I remember she goes kind of bonkers crazy. Yeah. And her death scene, by the way, was really the only, like, one that was disturbing. This movie, too, in, in terms of, like, gore, not a whole lot of it. It's because they don't show any of the actual bodies. Right. They... Um, I've noticed. So I don't know where they blew the budget on that. <laughs> um, you see, like, you know, you'll see a clip of somebody's arm that, you know, clearly looks like it was burned. He was burned to death or something to that extent. But you never actually see... The extent Someone, of it, yeah. yeah. So basically what this movie is, you know, after this near accident, this family is, they are hunted down one by one. And they do the classic horror movie maneuver, which was pretty big, you know, leading up until the early 2000s, where, you know, some something terrifying is happening. Everybody separates. <laughs> they just all mm. kind of go off in different directions. Yeah, there's a part <laughs> where, like, the daughter just says she's going to walk. Yeah. Like, where's she walking to? Yeah. Like, nobody knows. <laughs> it's, and, and that's the thing, too. And, like, it, and the decision making in the movie after this near accident that the. So they near. Like, I keep saying near accident, but I think it needs a little bit more clarification. Uh, Ray Weiss's character falls asleep at the wheel. Uh, they almost get into a head on collision with an oncoming car. He swerves out of the way just in time. Everybody's okay, or so you think. And, uh, you know, as they're. As they're getting ready to go on with their journey to this in-laws house they stumble upon this uh this woman carrying a baby the woman played by amber smith that we talked about earlier the the beer yeah (laughs) the beer model i i i feel bad i'm not shitting on her but i don't know what else she's done um they come across the the you know they call her the woman in white because she's wearing a white dress for whatever reason and carrying a baby carrying a baby also dressed all in white you never actually see the baby um and she is clearly injured, and and this is getting into the whole like terrible decision making. They decide to like backtrack to a cabin that they had passed on their drive to see if there's a phone so that they can call for help. She gets in the car with them, and when they reach the cabin, 
uh, everyone just kind of scatters. You know, the sister's walking. She's walking to the cabin. Their brother goes to tug one out with the <laughs> the, the pornographic the the pornographic poster that he has inexplicably kept in his pocket. Again, two thousand three. No, you know, internet porn was not. No one had a smartphone, guys. Like, you have to understand, nobody had a smartphone. You could not just look at porn on your phone and be done with it. It was like you had to carry around a magazine. Or you had to use dial-up. <laughs> like, that, was, that was the way to do it. Yeah, I think DSL was kind of making its way into... Um, <laughs> and when DSL hit, that was huge. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that was... was the, the internet, that was super fast, guys. Yeah, the, in- <laughs> the internet porn industry has never seen a boom like it did when DSL came into the picture. <laughs> Um, but, you know, the brother goes off to, to tug one out in the woods, as one does when you have a near accident and all of a sudden you have a strange woman in the car. Um, the boyfriend stays in the car with the woman, ultimately ends up getting murdered, although you never really see the details to that or exactly what happened to him. You just see kind of a piece of his body, I guess. They never really show it. They don't. And even when, the, and, and the brother who, would you say the brother's the worst character in this movie? 100%. <laughs> I was Absolutely. I was wondering he, if you were he's gonna the most atrocious <laughs> and and he gets killed pretty quickly but it's not quick enough it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just not quick enough for me he's no. um yeah he's and you know it's it's the same case of like people people that are supposed to be teenagers being played by you know actors that are clearly in their late twenties early thirties <laughs> <laughs> 20s you're being a little generous on that one but right, yeah, yeah, at least I in mean... their thirties um. Yeah, well, I think the daughter, the daughter's the oldest sibling there, and I think she was in school. Like, I think she was in college, because she right. was going to school to be a psychiatrist. Yes, and the boyfriend's was... on a baseball team, even though he's clearly, clearly in his 30s. <laughs> like, clearly, <laughs> playing, like, JV, whatever, and he's clearly, like, 32, 33 when this movie was made. Um, but, you know, the family members start getting hunted down one by one. Boyfriend, brother... Um, and as this is happening, the family starts falling apart. And again, it's a very claustrophobic movie. You're in like the car the majority of the time. It's a little unsettling in the sense that you're just like, can we please get anywhere else but this station wagon? Yeah. And there's nothing around. Like it's literal just woods. Woods. It's woods. And one road. Like, And, uh, so the mother, can we talk about the mother? Because sure <laughs> I love her. Um, I loved her in Insidious, all the Insidious movies. Oh, I loved her in Snakes she was on a the Plane. Best. She's so great. She was also in um, something about Mary. She was Magda. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, she. I, I'm kind of go. I'm going in the order of people getting killed in this movie. So it's boyfriend, brother, and then she's the next to go. Yes. And it's after she has a complete mental breakdown. Yes. So she has this absolute mental breakdown when. The son dies. Again, you don't see the body. You only see, like, one arm sticking up through the frame. Yeah. So, but she goes absolutely bonkers when he goes. And, um, it's very... It's well, she very starts, like, she starts, like, confessing about, like, you know, like, the son wasn't actually Ray Weiss's son. She had an mm-hmm. affair. The daughter, who's, like, still kind of shell-shocked about her boyfriend. Oh, by the way, the daughter is pregnant, we find out. It's, it's a fucking mess. It's such a mess. <laughs> such a convoluted mess um the the daughter is pregnant uh marion the daughter is pregnant and uh she's also the one who's studying to be a psychiatrist so while the mother's kind of losing her shit marion who's still a little shell-shocked about her boyfriend and her brother both being murdered horrifically 
um, is trying to hold the family together. And uh, it, it kind of spirals out of control because, you know, it's it's she's accusing Ray Weiss of having an affair while they were married. She tells him that, like, the kids aren't his. He's spiraling out of control. And it's just the timing. The timing is so bad. And and they do not at any point get off this road that they are stuck on. No, no. They keep seeing uh, street signs that go to Marcotte. They don't know where Marcot is and where what direction they're going they're trying to navigate themselves by the stars which you know sure as one one does as one would yeah (laughs) and they're like okay well we need to get somewhere because we're in the middle of nowhere so they keep trying to follow these signs that say um you know Marcot whichever direction and they just keep going but there's no like mile markers there's nothing they never reach Marcot no, they do not. They do not reach Marcotte. In fact, just to give you guys, if us, if us talking about how they are on this road, and we keep going back to like, and they're still on the road, and they're still on the road, and yep, <laughs> they're still on the road. Imagine watching this movie, and they never reach any kind of destination. It is just a movie shot within a station wagon for about 70 minutes. <laughs> and the minutes that aren't shot in the station wagon are, you know, on the road or in like a little cabin. Right. They're standing on the road. Standing or this, on the road. Or... They're on this cat. They find this cabin and we keep panning back to the cabin. Like the cabin is supposed to symbolize some big thing, but you never really know what it does actually symbolize and i think the most frustrating part of the movie for me as someone who's like because i you know i understand you know like i'm I'm fine with metaphors and symbolism and everything i'm not against that in any kind of movie um but have it make sense make it make sense and that you know the fact that they keep coming across this cabin and i think the most frustrating thing for me is that final scene the mother the mother eventually dies um she throws herself out of the car in like a fit of just insanity and splits the back of her head open and her her death scene was absolutely <laughs> i think may, maybe my favorite other than the brother getting it and i was i it was we, more we only like the brother getting it because he was just well horrible. it was it was more relief than than being like this is a <laughs> yeah, great like, oh, this goodness. is a great murder scene it's like oh thank god he's gone we don't have to deal with this anymore <laughs> but but when the mother gets it and she like the back of her head has split has been split open she turns around while Ray Weiss kind of assesses the damage and you see her brain, like her brain is exposed and she reaches into the back of her head and we have that 30 second clip of her like rubbing the back of her head and she looks like she's really enjoying it. <laughs> I can't really tell what's going on. Yeah, and, it looks like there's a little bit of sexual arousal. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of um, orgasmic. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, As the one... brain is the real sex muscle, Ashley. <laughs> Is it now? <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't know. Because <laughs> I've been telling guys this whole time, like I like when you care about my mind, and I actually have no idea what that means. I just think it sounds smart to say that. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> but she's like rubbing, rubbing her exposed brain, and she like you know obviously that that triggers like a seizure or whatever, and she dies on the on the road. But it's it's great. It's it's a great death scene in a movie that is just otherwise filled with just boring. Not a whole lot of gore. Not that you really need it in a in a movie. I don't need a ton of gore. Yeah, but... I mean it's not ever necessary. Like you can have things that are scary yeah. without blood and guts spewing everywhere. Some but... of the best horror flicks out there have, you know, a very minimal amount, if any. Which gore. which one of my favorite one of my favorite horror movies that I really hope we cover on this is Unfriended. That <laughs> that is li- literally one of my favorite 
favorite horror movies ever made. I love that movie. And not a ton of gore. There's just enough. Just enough where it's not, like, over the top. But I think the problem with this movie is that, you know, they're they're being hunted down by this unseen force. You never actually see what's in the Rolls-Royce hearse thing. Um, it's just a car that shows up and it, you know, it basically kidnaps its victims one by one. This family is getting hunted down one by one. You never see who's driving it until the very end of the movie when it's revealed what's really happening, which mm. we'll get into. Oh, spoiler um, alert. Oh, wait, oh, this this podcast is going to be filled with spoilers because I I don't want anybody to have to suffer. Yeah, I don't. But we don't I mean, want you guys to suffer. <laughs> so we. But I mean, you know, you. again, it'd be fun to watch. And just, <laughs> but yes, lots and lots of spoilers. Yes. Um. So this family's getting hunted down one by one, and I think the problem is that it's supposed to be this malevolent, malevolent <laughs> force, not maleficent. Well, malevolent. Thank you, <laughs> malevolent force, and. You, you never really get to see, like, the damage that it's doing. So you never you never get, like, the, oh, my God, this is so horrific. Look what it's doing to this family. It's murdering these people in these gruesome ways. You never get to see that. It's just the car shows up. You see, like, a little snippet of, like, a body, like an arm. Or, in the mother's case, like, her brain. But it's it's not like I the at no point ear. The, the, the boyfriend's ear, ear with that the with the early night uh, the early I'm not 90s the early 2000s earring the little hoop earring that he had going on there that was <laughs> that was a thing back then, um, but you like you at no point in the movie do you ever feel like they, this family needs to get away from whatever this is. It's more, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bored. This is so boring. When does it end? And the movie um, kind of circling back is, you know, Ray Weiss and the daughter are, at one point, the only two mm. that leave. Yeah, and I also would like to mention that, literally, as the minutes progress in this movie, Ray Weiss gets sweatier and sweatier <laughs> and sweatier. It's so gross. By the end, he's literally a pool of sweat. <laughs> he's drenched. It's like, he is so intense <laughs> with it. Well, <laughs> like he takes everything so super serious. That's what I love and, about Ray Weiss is he just yeah. he puts himself into it. And like I'm sure he looked at this script and was like, whatever, it's a paycheck. And <laughs> I, I mean, I would have if if I was approached, which no one would ever approach me with anything like this because I'd either be like ha and, and say no right away, or I'd just be really bad at it. Um, but it's like he looked at the script and said, all right, and then figured I'm gonna I'm gonna get an Oscar nom with this. I'm I'm going to put so much into this that the academy will never they'll never forget this. And I mean he really he is the he is the star of this movie. There's a good reason that he is like the the main build headliner of this movie. He's that good. Um but him and him and the daughter are the only ones that you know are are alive near the end of it and uh they decide to make the decision that should have been made about 40 minutes earlier and get out of the car and walk. Just walk for help. Like, rather than just stay on the road, they go in the woods. And drive, yeah. They, yeah. They're like, we gotta get out of this car, because apparently they think the car is, like, the issue. Yeah. Like, no, how about you also, just continue uh, driving? <laughs> imagine, imagine driving that car with gas prices, like, with today's gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Absolutely I'd be, not. I'd be losing my mind, too. I'd be going absolutely batshit right? crazy with those gas prices. Like, hand the bottle over. <laughs> Well, that he does get progressively. I mean, he's he's dripping with sweat by the end of it, but he is also getting drunk, mm. and um and and he's driving. Which don't drink and drive, guys. Like yeah. just a little sidebar. Don't drink. Like and drive. even the daughter's like, you know, obviously drive and yeah. 
He says no. Yeah. And she takes that as okay. Okay. Rather than like really put up like, a fight no. for her for her and her unborn child, right? which seems like negligence. But uh, that is neither here nor there. We're not, we're not here to to complain about her negligence and and you know the the glimpse into her future poor parenting. But it is worth mentioning. Um, but they, they go into the woods and the reason that we mentioned the cabin is because after they walk in the woods for another 10 minutes, this movie never ends. It's just the never ending movie. They come across the cabin again, despite the fact that they've been driving for most of this movie. They've been walking in the woods. They keep circling back stuff and always end up back at this, this cabin. Yes. And at this point, Ray Weiss, um, is it wise or Weiss? I keep calling him Weiss, but I'm honestly not sure. I've always, I've always thought it was Ray Wise. Wise? Yeah. Okay. My apologies to Ray Wise if he ever listens to this podcast. I, I think you're phenomenal. I just can't pronounce your last name and I sincerely apologize. Um, Ray Wise uh, goes off the deep end and he knocks the daughter out. It's like this moment of just kind of unprecedented. You, you can see glimpses of his temper throughout the movie. Like he snaps at the wife a lot, which mm. kind of explains the infidelity. I'm like, well, yeah, I'd cheat on him too. Um, but I always kind of chalked it up to the fact that like your son's a douche. Your son is the worst person yeah, ever. Yeah, pretty horrendous. Your daughter's dating this just dork. He's like, such a <laughs> dork. He's such a flatliner. I mean, he's, he seems. I mean, he seems like a nice guy though. He's so like, boring. He's, but he's so boring. Like she's boring. supposed to be young, live dangerously, girl. Although she is pregnant, so I guess she did. But <laughs> but he uh, he knocks her out in this moment of like drunken rage. Immediately regrets it. Uh, to his credit, he immediately realizes that he's done something wrong, and then he puts the daughter in the car, back in the car again, and decides that he's gonna you know drunkenly fight off whatever you know spirit demon whatever is after them. At this point, he's chalking it up to the woman in white who has disappeared kind of consistently she pops up and then she disappears pops up and then she disappears he's blaming it on her and he goes into the woods and then he also gets killed which again you never see it you never see his death yeah you just hear it hear it (laughs) you hear it um and then we are now with this young girl whose entire family has been murdered Mm. and this is where the movie is in my opinion sloppily tied up it's tied up pretty pretty lame yeah, I mean, she 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 was knocked out. She she comes to. She gets out of the car, and again, <laughs> again, again, and there are just four body bags lined up in the middle of the road, and you know, obviously that's kind of concerning. <laughs> just, I, would be a I feel like out. I would be like, a little who, concerned. Who, I would like <laughs> obviously my family's dead, but who put them in body bags? And moreover, like. Who put them in the middle of the road? <laughs> and and we get that we get that answer because as she's, you know, alone in the road with these bodies, which the bodies represent her family members. I think she unzips one and it's it's Ray Wise's, you know, body in there. Um all of a sudden that car pulls up again. And she assumes it's after her, and then who should come back and make a final appearance but the woman with the baby. The woman in white with the baby. And uh, she tells the daughter that the car is actually there for her and gets in the car and drives away. And I'm at this point, I'm just like, when does it end? Where's the ending? Still in a car. (laughs) Still still in a car. This movie's still like all about being on this road, in a car, wherever. And uh, and then the daughter 
uh, she wakes up in a hospital. Yes. And this is what I mean about like these like St. Elsewhere, it was all a dream endings. Mm-hmm. Except this one has a little bit of a twist. Sure, it was it was all kind of a dream, but uh, come to find out when Ray Wise, I'm going to make a really good point at like pronouncing his name correctly moving forward. <laughs> when Ray Wise um, swerves earlier in the movie to avoid the head-on collision, he actually did not miss the other car. They collided. They collided and everybody perished except for the daughter. The daughter was knocked out cold in a coma. So she's now wakes up in a hospital. Yes. And come to find out, which this this part really bothered me. Um, the doctor who is treating her, the last name is Marcotte, hence Marcotte being the town that mm. they are trying to get to. Uh, Dr. Marcotte has been treating the daughter and her unborn child. And the guy who found them at the scene, who is a creepy... <laughs> uh, like undertaker type yeah um yeah. he he you know approaches the doctor to ask how she's doing and this doctor releases all sorts of personal information about, like, <laughs> right like, like oh no like with absolutely no hesitation she's just given like the full synopsis of events and injuries and deaths to this complete stranger just because he found this girl in the road but come to find out that the car that this family had collided with collided with a woman and her baby hence the woman in white and her child that she's carrying around throughout this movie whenever she appears. So was it all a dream? Evidently not. This was the result of a car accident and all of these people potentially being in purgatory. But question is if the accident was Ray Wise's fault, if it was the father's fault, why was the entire family punished? Why did they all like, why did they all have to go through? That? <laughs> like he was the one I mean, driving. These are, these he was the one driving. You may you may not Does ever that make find sense the to you? Does that to make sense to you? No, this entire movie makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, but that that part always really bothered me. Like when it, when it finally came full circle and I was like, okay, it was all a dream, but it wasn't. Okay, this family's involved in this accident. Everyone except the daughter gets killed, including the people in the other car. That's the woman mm. that they keep seeing. It's like this weird limbo in between them being alive and being dead. That's why this road never ends, because I'm assuming this is what purgatory is like. It's just a Midwestern road that never <laughs> ends. <laughs> and you're in and a- gas prices are five bucks. Yeah, and, and you're in a car with this brother who is obnoxious and carrying around porno in his pocket and listening to Marilyn Manson CDs, even though they didn't get the licensing for Marilyn Manson songs to be used in the movie. And everyone's fighting. But I just, I never understood why the entire family gets penalized for Ray Wise falling asleep behind the wheel. It just, it, that's like the one thing I'm like, I don't, I don't quite get it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the hard thing to like comprehend. So normally they wouldn't get penalized, but you know, he's driving, he gets into the accident. So obviously the rest of the family may perish because of car accident. However, why are the rest of them in what we would think would be considered a purgatory. What would your version of purgatory be? Oh, that's... I have no idea. <laughs> working <laughs> working retail for the rest of my life. <laughs> I feel like mine would be I've back... never actually worked retail. <laughs> uh, well, I have, and you're not far off with it being purgatory. Um, I feel like my purgatory would be back at Blockbuster. Just... Oh, really? Come on. That job looked like it was so it much was actually, fun. It was actually a lot of fun. The we... problem with it is that they just never close. 
Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I had to work. I had to work multiple Thanksgivings and Christmas days and because you know tons of people are renting movies. Yeah, on Thanksgiving and Christmas. I did have one woman come in while I was working on Thanksgiving. She saw that we were fully staffed. She felt bad. She went home and she brought us like a big thing of like like Thanksgiving dinner stuff, like turkey. Wow. Yeah, she brought us all. Because she felt bad. And I was like, bitch, we're here because of you. Like, you came in here to rent a movie. <laughs> like, we wouldn't have to do, we wouldn't have to be here if you didn't come in right, here to rent a copy right. of Crash. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> That's, I, oh, God, that was, like, always one of my biggest pet peeves in retail is, like, if I was open on a holiday and people would be like, you're open? It's like, yeah, it's because you're here. Because like, you're you, here. Like, you showed up. That's why I'm stuck here, dick. <laughs> um, another thing about this movie, just real quick, is did you, how did you feel about the scenes that were, like, forced in terms of like those like you know family family like touching moments did you catch a couple of those when you were rewatching this like the scene where ray ray wise is explaining to the daughter you know who how, how he knew the the wife had an affair and who she had an affair with it was like a friend of his and they're playing like kind of like the touching piano music while he's explaining it and i'm like your entire family is getting murdered one by one this is not the time this is not the time to get into it well, I mean, that was probably one of the best scenes in the movie. Again, Oscar, personally. Oscar winning performance. <laughs> personally, <laughs> that, you know, because it just sounded like, you know, the mother just was crazy. Like, she just went bonkers. So she's just spewing God knows what out of her yeah. mouth. And then come to find out it's actually and true. It's true. And he knew about it, but didn't. I mean, I'm sure he cared, but. He's got kids. Yeah. Like, there are bigger issues in this world. <laughs> than that like your your son being torn to pieces even though you never actually see it but it is heavily implied um (laughs) the other scene about the other scene is uh when the mother goes crazy after the son gets killed and she just starts eating all the food yeah (laughs) so so segueing into that so today we have what is it it's a it's a chocolate pumpkin pie um, early in the movie, after the near accident, which we later learn is an actual accident, but since this family is propelled into purgatory and they are all just kind of suffering, as is the audience. The audience is suffering as well. We're all suffering through this. Right, um, I'm rude for the audience <laughs> in this one. I really, I like, really are they going to be able to yeah. watch the whole thing through without walking away? It's just, yeah. They, uh, she, you know, she's complaining about how the pie got messed up and it, it, she opens it up and the son says it smells like ass and she says it's a chocolate pumpkin pie. And I was like, well, there we go. That's the recipe I'm going to put together. So, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna cut back. I'm sure after we record the segment, we'll do a little taste test, take some pictures. I'll put the recipe up on our social media, which I will also get into before we sign off. I'll tell you guys how you can follow us, keep track of what we're doing, where to find more episodes, because this is fun. This is a good time. I like I like talking about bad movies. Uh, I guess I could finish it up with um, you know, just a talking point. Uh, have you ever gone on a long road trip with your family? Not uh, not obviously not anything like this, but yes, yes, I have. We've driven to Florida. We've driven to Chicago. Um, did your dad Toronto. ever? Did your dad ever take a shortcut? Like Ray Weiss No, does. no, but he was sort of going slowly insane because <laughs> the radio would not stop playing shares, I believe. Did he think about, <laughs> did he not have a disc man available? No, As, this was like early 90s. Uh, like cassette, we were really young. Tape. Yeah. No, we just had the radio and 
literally shares believe was played every did, 10 minutes did he not, and every time it came on he would just go bonkers crazy. did he not think of maybe just turning the radio off and have you ever been in a car for two days i <laughs> so last, radio off? last uh last summer i drove from austin texas to marfa texas so one side of texas to the other um and it took about six or seven hours and i, I can understand that because i'm not a big country fan and you know i didn't want to use all my my phone battery playing my music so because i was using my gps at the time so i was like all right wonder what the local stations are playing and let me tell you a lot of bad country music in texas it's a lot it's a lot going on down there and so i get it i get it uh i've also made that drive to florida um with my parents two brothers one of my brother's friends and yeah I, by the end of it we're all ready to fucking kill each other so i get yeah, it yeah <laughs> it's it, it 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 gets kind of cramped you're sitting for a long time um, I mean, it's cool in the beginning because like, oh, you it's a road trip. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Sweet. And then it's just after like the fifth hour. There's only, there's only so much me. Shoney's and Waffle House you can make <laughs> when, you, when, you drive, right? when you drive down there. Right. You always stop at Shoney's so many times. But uh, yeah, any anything else you'd like to add, Steph? Oh, other than the uh, the body count. What did we have for body count in this movie? It was... Well, it would have been four. So the family, it was, it was except for the girl. The mother, the father, the brother, the boyfriend the woman in white and her baby yeah we got a dead baby wow this is this is kicking us off with a dead baby already a dead dead baby in this movie um yeah the baby was never really alive like the baby was already dead in the very beginning yeah and And you find out very early on yeah oh baby is not alive and i i can't believe we missed this part but the the very end of the movie that final scene with dr marcotte again marcotte the name of the town that they're trying to get to also the name of the doctor that treated the sister after the accident uh, her car won't start, and what should pull up, and who should pull up to offer her a ride, but the same Rolls Royce hearse thing, driven, <laughs> car. driven by the Undertaker-looking dude who uh, she gave all that private information to, completely unsolicited. Mm. She should lose her license. <laughs> she should not be allowed to practice. That's a that's a hip. Everyone talks about HIPAA violations. That's a HIPAA violation. <laughs> Given this whole, girl's whole medical maybe history, the HIPAA, maybe the HIPAA uh, violations and stuff, stuff like that were. Um... A little bit more laid back in the early 2000s. I don't think they were, but <laughs> so that's <laughs> you a... know you don't want to rule it out. So that's dead end. That was that was dead end. Yeah. If you like in a star rating, like what would you like out of out of five stars? What would you give this movie? Out of five. Out of five. Five being the best, one being the worst. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, no kidding. No. <laughs> um, I would no five probably... being the worst, one being the. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so. I would probably say one and a half because somebody took the effort to write the script and uh, get the actors and just just for the solid idea of making a movie. Yeah. Like I can't give it less than that because they they did it. They put their time and effort into it. It's and more money. than I could do. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. Um, but yeah, I'd say one and a half. I wouldn't give it very many. I uh, I would give this movie three stars. It's very claustrophobic. It's very, if it was under, it's it's an 83 minute movie. If it was like, you know, just under an hour, I could tolerate it. I'd be like, all right, like, you know, it's a little, it's a little project. I get it. But the fact that we are like extending into nearly an hour and a half and it's just, you know, yeah, there's, it was there's, drawn there's, out. it's so drawn so out. So drawn out. And, and the major factor behind the three rating is the fact that Ray Wise gives, like, he gives it his a all. Stellar, <laughs> he really, stellar he really gives it, like, Wise. such a stellar performance. He's good, so, yeah, good he's performance so wonderful. By Lin Shay. 
I thought she did pretty good. Oh, she's fantastic too. Her death yeah. scene is one of my yeah. favorites. Did you know I had movie. the uh, I had the opportunity to ma- meet Ray Wise one day, but I didn't have a chance. I mean, I couldn't meet him because I was too busy standing in the two hour long line <laughs> to meet Mr. Bruce Campbell. Worth worth the two hour, which was though. worth the wait. So, but mm, in turn, I, I I unfortunately did not have the pleasure of meeting Ray Wise. Or Felissa Rose. She was there too. Do you think think if you went up to Ray Wise, who was at that event and had so many people probably coming up to him and being like, oh, I loved you in Twin Peaks and like, oh, you were so great in like Jeepers Creepers 2, so action-packed, you were so great in that. Do you think if you had like approached him and been like, I loved you in Dead End, (laughs) how do you think he would have reacted? So I feel like he would have laughed and I would have laughed just asking that question. I mean, I feel like that's more of a you thing. <laughs> that's, you a, that was that. absolutely. That's, I yelled at Eric Roberts at that same event. Eric Roberts was at that event, and I yelled at him. By the way, I, I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on record on this podcast to say that Eric Roberts is a dickhead. That guy's the worst. Okay. Yeah, I I, I endorse that. I, I stand. I stand by that. I stand by that. But yeah, if I if I had gone up to Ray Wise and been like, "Man, I loved you in Dead End. Changed my life." <laughs> like completely straight faced. Yeah, I think, think that, he, I think he'd laugh. You don't think he'd have me escorted I out? <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be like, you actually saw that piece of trash? Like, I love that movie. I rented it like four times, man. <laughs> um, Literally, you did. It's, if, it, it's I don't know why. Well, because I worked at Blockbuster. I got free rentals. I know, true, that's I didn't have to true. pay that's for shit. Yeah, that's pretty good. Also, when that place went under, I walked away with a lot of DVDs I thought were going to be worth a lot of money, and then they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the things we thought were going to be big in the future. Um, if you want to watch Dead End, uh, I think it's worth noting it is on Amazon Prime right now. But the only problem is that it is on the uh, the IMDb. Like, I-, I think you can download an app for IMDb, but I think it's like a, sc- a subscription fee that you have to pay for to have like Possibly. no ads. Yeah, I'm not which entirely is, sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not paying to watch. You know, <laughs> I'm not pay. Like, I'll just take the thirty second commercials, whatever I got to do with YouTube anyway. But. I, I can live with commercials. People got to make their money. Speaking of, if you want to, if you want to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on, Ash. if you want to sponsor anything on this podcast, hit us up. Um, but yeah, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. You can watch it. There's commercials. It's via IMDb, but it's, it is available. It's not that many commercials. It's not too, too bad. Yeah, it's like two or three during the movie, which honestly. <laughs> which just makes the movie that much longer. Well, it makes it that much longer, but it honestly breaks it up a little bit. Like you're it watching does, it and you're like, how long are they going to be on this fucking road? And oh, cool. Like it's an advertisement for HelloFresh. Here we go. Like, <laughs> here we go. Like, all right, this is a nice little break. Nice little break in the boring, the boring just. <laughs> right. At least you have like. A chance Redundant. that these commercials are actually, you know, like, well-produced <laughs> and have decent scripts. Do you think HelloFresh had a bigger budget than Dead End? Yes. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Oh, man. But, I, you know, this was fun. This is fun, and I can't... I know we have a, a list of movies that we've made that we're excited to talk about. Maybe not necessarily excited to rewatch. because, goddamn, man. I don't man. know. Some, some of them... Some of them are pretty good. I mean, I make, I make it like my job to watch these movies. Yeah. I really do love the B movies. Well, they say the horror movies. The, they say the you... exploitation stuff. Like yeah. I, I love them, and well, they're getting much better because media today has gone eons beyond where it was twenty years ago. Yeah. So well, if you if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. So. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid to watch movies. <laughs> uh, I wish I did. I wish. That would be I wish. 
that would be the end all is all and that would um be the best. but yeah if you want to uh, if you want to follow along with us i went ahead i got us some social media accounts because in 2003 we didn't have social media so yeah we Couldn't... did well, wasn't there myspace we had myspace, MySpace was we had, a thing we had, I mean, that didn't last very long i wish it did though i loved myspace it's right? so much better than facebook right I, that's we we do not have a facebook i do not endorse facebook i hate facebook facebook <laughs> is just a cesspool um, I get I get keeping Facebook to keep in contact with like your older relatives. You know, people mm. people that you will probably ask what's a VHS, what's a what's a DVD. Yeah, I mean I keep Facebook <laughs> what's to remind me of people's birthdays. Uh, great. Oh, for that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I do that too. I'll get the little notification. I'm like, oh, oh shoot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do have Instagram, we do have Twitter. Our Instagram is baking to the B movies. Our Twitter is baking to B movies because I couldn't fit the two in there. It wouldn't let me. So I had to do so instagram's baking to the b movies twitter is baking to b movies um we'll give you guys like sneak peeks of the movies that we're gonna watch you can look at our recipes recipes, our recipes and the food and and how to make it and yeah this is this is super fun and i can't wait to do the next one and um we'll go ahead we'll send this on over to andy who is our (laughs) producer editor sound guy engineer is that what he wanted to call Uh, he wanted to be called an engineer Yes. He's an engineer. He's an engineer. He's an engineer. And uh, we'll get this up and you guys can listen to us. Subscribe or whatever the hell you're supposed to say after these things. <laughs> subscribe to our podcast. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for, for joining us. Steph, you got anything else you want to add? Um, no, other than let's just di- uh, dip into that pie. Oh, I'm so oh, I'm so excited to dip into that pie. But I mean, so I'm a little confused about this one, though, because... Not to keep ranting on here about food, <laughs> but chocolate pumpkin doesn't feel like those two should go together. They're so rich on their own. It's true. This is a very, the, the pie is very dense. Um, and the chocolate on top that I, that I put on top is a little melty. It was actually supposed to be like a little, a little thicker, but because it was so dense, I just kind of watered it down just a little bit, not, not too, too much. Um, just because it was like, it's like biting into a piece of fudge and I was like, I can't, I can't do it. Um, it's, it's too much. It's just, it's too much. Um, chocolate, chocolate by itself is delicious. Pumpkin by itself is delicious. I promise you this pie is amazing. Like I, I put a little nutmeg in there, a little bit of cinnamon, it. It's, I mean, we're, we're recording this in March, so we honestly should have started doing this in, like, the fall when pumpkin is, like, technically, like, at its peak, when it's peak pumpkin season. But True. she does make a chocolate pumpkin pie for their visit to the in-laws, so it just seemed right, because the only other thing that we catch her eating in the movie is a bag of potato chips. And if I had just rolled up here with, like, here's a bag of potato chips, you would have been like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of my house. <laughs> You're supposed to put effort into this. Like, why are you bringing a bag of Lay's into the house? <laughs> I mean, I like chips. I do. I do like but, chips as well. You know, if, if you got it's accompanied with a if it's accompanied with a sandwich, <laughs> do you uh, do you have any chips that we can eat with the pie? I do actually. Should I throw up like the mom does in the movie after we eat the chips and the pie? No. You sure? Not. I can do it. I'll make myself do it. <laughs> no, no, you don't. We really want this to be authentic. We want this to have the authentic dead end experience. Should I split? <laughs> should I split the back of my head open and rub my brain and look like I'm about to like get off on it while I'm rubbing the back of my brain? Or I have so many animals that would be the worst idea ever. Because <laughs> they start like eating, eating my brain. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, this has been super fun. Um, I can't wait to do this again. Want to go eat that pie? Yeah, let's do it. All right, this has been Baking to the Bee Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Steph. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Later. Later.